Hi, my name is Lauren Maxwell, and this is the audio version of We're All Friends Here, a weekly column for people asking life's big questions. I'm back for another week of me reading to you. This week, I'm reading a little piece that appeared on We're All Friends Here last Saturday, and it's called Let Your Haters Hate. As one recently said, chick, please. You got a hater! Progress! Abby responded a few minutes after I sent her the story of receiving an unkind email in response to this newsletter. I laughed, and her enthusiasm lifted my spirits, which were oscillating somewhere between, what did I do wrong? And that was just weird. I got a hater! I got a hater! Haters, welcome here! I replied gleefully. The haters' timing was intriguing because only four days prior and without prompt, my therapist had made the point that as my work in the world grows, so too will my critics. She referenced Brene Brown's research on shame and reminded me that in Daring Greatly, a book I read probably eight years ago, Brown teaches that we must live in the arena, as she puts it, doing our life's work wholeheartedly and enthusiastically, despite the ferocity of a jeering crowd. My therapist's take on the whole thing was simple. There will be critics and there will be people cheering for you. Your job, she said, is to focus on the people cheering for you. So, fortuitously prepared for such an event by an actual psychologist, that's what I did. Once I thought about the people I respect and admire who have joined me in this space and offered encouraging feedback for almost three years, supporting my development as a writer, my hater didn't stand a chance. This seemed a milestone worth noting because, like many humans, I spent a lot of years just trying to be liked. It took a long time to feel comfortable with this statement. I am not for everyone, and everyone is not for me. The desire to be accepted is nothing new. It's an old story, and it runs deep into adulthood and social media and parties and parenting. Sometimes I still think about it. Moments in my childhood and adolescence were agonizing in their ability to make me feel like an outsider. For years, I was an awkward evangelical homeschooler with bangs. Later, I attended a tiny Christian school that no one knew existed, which didn't have any advanced classes or extracurricular opportunities for growth. Until I went to art school at age 17, I spent my formative years feeling isolated and longing to be part of something. The kids in public school seemed normal, and whatever that meant, it did not include me. I found myself trying on different hats that, from my vantage point, seemed to be popular, or at the very least, mainstream. Leaving a plaid shirt unbuttoned over a loose tee? Sure, I can do Dawson's Creek meets Old Navy. Chunky platform shoes even though I hated heels? The late 90s demanded nothing less. Sewing a bra into a tankini by hand to copy a friend? How I wish I could forget. Wrestling free of the impulse to seek acceptance and validation, no matter the cost, took a decade and a half and no small amount of self-examination. 
My true voice was buried for a period as I tried on various paths that pointed me towards society's definition of success, but ultimately belonged to someone else. Gaining validation through achievement in my career, for example, seemed one way to be admired and belong. Society's stamp of approval is easily mistaken for affection, and the accolades I earned came with a feeling of satisfaction I did not find, for the most part, until I was an adult. With a promising career in front of me and a deep desire for success and affection behind me, it is somewhat of a miracle that eventually I was able to hear my soul whispering, I want more. There were a couple of turning points. First, I committed myself to healing my nervous system, which was tangled up in the past and pumped anxiety and adrenaline through me in distracting ways. Living with a disrupted nervous system makes it hard to ever truly get quiet, and without getting quiet, it is hard to notice what your soul has to say. Secondly, I read Playing Big by Tara Moore, whose instruction to unhook from praise and criticism and external indicators of success, as she puts it, resonated deeply. She suggests noticing both your inner critic and your inner mentor, but training yourself to listen only to your inner mentor, which she paints as an older, wiser version of yourself. Her advice to stop playing the role of good student was perfect for a former honor roll junkie like me, and she emphasized recognizing your calling and simply embodying it right away, which told me I didn't have to wait for someone to hire me to do the things I want to do. The same year, I read The Places That Scare You by Pema Chodron, which supported me in a painful chapter when nothing else could, and illuminated that even the most difficult times can offer a pathway to healing and transformation. That pathway helped me get quiet enough to notice that the ambivalence I felt towards my career contained a deeper message. I was finally ready to be myself in the world, whether I was accepted for it or not. The transformation I experienced did not happen overnight. I still had self-conscious moments along the way, wrapped up in that old need for validation. Eventually, I learned to choose honesty over performance and people-pleasing. I had to peel back layer after layer to get cozy and confident in who I am. It was there all along, but over time and occasionally hesitating, I learned to feel proud of it rather than ashamed. Now, I am no longer trying to get this right. I no longer fear I might be defined by what other people think. I am only committed to showing up day after day as thoughtfully and honestly as I can. I am always open to feedback and conversation, but selectively from those of you who are, as Brene Brown likes to say, in the arena getting your ass kicked too. So let the haters hate. I am a human. So let the haters hate. I am a human with big feelings and many thoughts who loves words. Finally, I can recognize that not as my burden, but as my gift. Thank you.
I am so glad that you're here with me. I really appreciate you listening today. And if you know anyone who might be living in fear and apprehension of the haters or dealing with some haters of their own, please feel free to send this their way. The most powerful and beautiful thing we can all do is learn to be more and more and more ourselves. If you're enjoying this audio version of We're All Friends Here, your support would mean the world. You can give it five stars in your podcast app, forward an episode to a friend and ask them to subscribe, or sign up for weekly essays in your inbox at laurenmaxwell.substack.com. As always, I'm wishing you joy and happiness this week. Take care out there.